Okay, so you already know, episode three, Pancakes and Protein Shakes podcast. Uh, we have a real special guest. We almost didn't have a special guest uh, due to a location mix-up on, on my part. We were supposed to do this in a, a secret remote location in Maniunk, Pennsylvania. Um, but I set up an impression that I thought it was going to be at my own house. Six foot, of course. Social distance. Safe. Masks. This and that. Maybe a lot of tequila to disinfect everything. Um, but nonetheless, we're here. At another disclosed location in East Falls, Pennsylvania, you may say Pancakes and Protein Shakes headquarters. We're here with Dave, the owner, the creator, the mastermind behind what you may already know as Pizza John on Instagram. Um, it's a pizza, I would say, internet sensation. But once you get a bite of his pizza, you'll understand all the hype behind it and, and, and what makes it great and why it's why it's all over the place and why it's so needed by the public and the people of Philadelphia and the outskirts. So, Dave, thanks for being on the show. Um, I When we came up with this idea to have you on, I was like, oh, perfect. There's no other better guest that I would want on an early show like this, like early as in episode three. Um why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Give us a little intro so we get everyone up to speed, like what we were talking about pre-show, and uh, just let people know who you are, and we'll get into it. Sounds good, brother. How you doing today? I'm doing good. We're about right. to be better we're after the second gonna, shot. No, we're going to be good. We're going to be good. And uh, I'll, I'll take a little blame for the mix-up. Uh, it could have been maybe 75% my fault, but it's all right. We, uh, we got here, so we're ready to That's rock That's all now. that matters. Ready to rock. Um, so a little bit about myself. Let's see, where do we want to start? Um, well, I, I grew up in this area uh, my whole life. Um, originally born out in Malvern area, and then kind of moved down to the city when I went to college, went to Drexel University. Uh, and that kind of started my love with Philly itself, Philly proper. Um, worked through college at a bunch of different bars and clubs, restaurants. I kind of, you know, was one of the first sparks of my my restaurant uh, entrepreneurship, if you will. Uh, I always knew I wanted to do something with food, but uh, my life kind of took a couple different paths before we got there, but, you know, we're, we're here now, so. Like everyone's life. Takes exactly. a bunch of passes to get us to get where we need to be. Exactly. Um, so, also, you got to tell, before we move on to any any juicy stuff, we have to start with the juiciest. You tell us about the wife and the kids. Yeah. Um, so I got uh, two little Bambinos, uh, Justice and Navaya. Um, she'll kill me if I don't tell everybody. Navaya is he heaven, spelled backward. Uh, she loves to explain that to people. Oh, that's creative. Yeah. Whose idea was that? That was that was mine. I actually give my wife, Anna, some credit. Um, on our first actual date, we actually met at one of the bars I used to run. She was uh, happened to be in there under age. That wasn't my fault. I was not the door guy. I was the bartender. So I blame or thank my door guy for letting her in and her. He changed your life. <laughs> yep. Shout out to the door guy. Shout out to the door guy. Um, on our first actual date that wasn't at the bar, I actually told her the two, my two kids' names that I wanted uh, as we were walking to the Maniac Brew Pub. Uh, shout out, Maniac Brew Pub. Um, and then uh, she was like, okay, cool. And kind of, you know, shrugged it off and then, when it came time, she was like, all right, I said it was cool back then, so she she let me ride with the two kids' names. More importantly, or not more importantly, more even more so, more interesting is the story you told me before we came on the mics that I wish we had on the mic so it was completely organic. Um, everyone has a wild ride to oh, get yeah. with their significant other and this and that. 
Um, but to to wrap it up and make it about you guys and Maniunk, let's preface this whole podcast and start off with that story um, that you just told me before about how you got involved in Maniunk, the housing in Maniunk, and kind yeah. of making your home base in, in Maniunk. Oh, yeah. So um, I was working uh, at the time as when I met her at 105 Social, which is now the Grape Street Pub, which it was originally a Grape Street Pub and made its way back around. Um, and then we, uh, me and my buddies, we used to close up shop and head down to AC every Saturday night. It was a kind of ritual we did. So we had been dating maybe like three weeks, and she said to me, oh, babe, you know, don't go to AC this time. I said, I got to go. I got to go, babe. You know what I mean? She's like, no, you know, I'm going to be upset if you go. So I was I was smitten at the time, if you will. So uh, I stayed back. And uh, long story short, my uh, my two roommates that I, I would roll down with every week came back to the house and threw 130 grand on the table and uh, I missed out on that. <laughs> so we ended up uh, parlaying that and we bought a house together here in Mania. Um, kind of at the height of the housing crash. Uh, it just, it, it happened maybe three months after we bought the house. So we're like in time zone 2008-ish. Uh, around. I believe we bought the house end of 2007, yes, correct. Okay. Um, so right, I think the, I think it crashed like the beginning of 2008. So we were paying, you know, we, we were all working under the table. We were paying absorbent, we were paying like 10% interest on the house, something crazy. Um, but that was our crib, and we just rented out all the rooms to a bunch of buddies, people in the bar industry, restaurant industry, and we made it work. But, you know, now we're going 15 years later, still got the house. Uh, me, and, me and the lady have since moved out, but we kind of rented out to a couple other buddies that still live in Maniunk, but that was, that was my first you know, start in the Maniunk area where, you know, I feel like it was always going to be home. Of course. So, like, so why that story is important, first of all, it's more important because I missed it on the mic the first time organically, so I had to make him say it again <laughs> because you guys need to hear it. Um, so we're here around the time period of 2008, 2009, and based off of my research about you before I knew you, you were doing pizza for like 10 or so years-ish when I met you, and I think Correct. I met you in... 2018 or 19 ish correct um so you were 10 years in the pizza game and the people who are listening to this obviously want to know more about you and want to know more about uh the pizza where did pizza john come from i need to know Mm. the beginning of that you just gave us a little background a little funny story about yourself how did pizza john come to be around what time frame so i mean if i go way back pizza has always been my favorite food going back to a kid one of my first under the table jobs when i was 13 i worked in a pizza shop Started as a dishwasher, kind of worked my way up in my hometown. Um, and then when I was probably in my early 20s is when I started playing around with pizza. I mean, I, I was like kind of everybody else. I would buy frozen dough and just thought it was about toppings and whatnot and put it on and play with that and thought I knew how to make pizza. Um, I would say it was probably 2000 and maybe 2000. I'm trying to think. I want to, I want to be accurate here. Yeah, probably around 2013-14 where I started kind of more looking into the dough, uh, which is obviously the most important thing. I stopped buying frozen dough or pre-made dough for me um, and started trying to learn how to make dough properly. Um, and then um, 
one of the one of the big things that kind of happened was I got lucky at a gym member who um, was friends with Joe Badia, who was kind of hot at the time. This was a couple of years later, and she set up a little private event for us at his place, and we popped in there, and he was he was gracious to us, and he kind of let us, you know, he worked us through the process. Um, it was a cool event, and then you know I was kind of annoying anytime I had a question about something I was doing at the house. I'd hit him up, and he was actually cool enough to get back to me and give me answers. Um, and that's kind of what got me, you know, again, I always say this, to the chagrin of my wife Anna making a mess in the kitchen, not knowing what I was doing, but trying to learn as I go. Um, and then that just kind of became my, my side passion. Um, you know, I own a gym here in Manioc, CrossFit Manioc. Um, if I wasn't working out or doing, you know, business stuff for the gym, I was literally playing around with pizza. Yeah, so something important to note also is, like, you're not a normal-sized guy. You're a monster. So <laughs> so I'm sitting here looking at you. Every time I see you, I'm always like, yo, why are you getting bigger and bigger? We're in quarantine, and this guy's getting bigger and bigger, doing squats at his house right in front of the pool, and then jumping in the pool, getting out. So take notes, get a pool. And I haven't fallen in yet. I've had a lot of people hit me up and say, have you fallen in? Have you missed the lift and going in? I have not yet, but I'm sure it's coming. So I will, if it happens, I will post it if it's on video. At pizza underscore John. But okay, so that's an interesting fact. I'm pretty sure you were on the record saying that a bunch of times in different publications. Um, you give a lot of credit to Joe Badia when you first started, when mm -hmm. you made that transition from just playing around with dough that you can buy from the store. Yep. Uh, Joe Badia actually helped you out uh, when he was in his first location when he started to explode. Yep. Bon Appetit called him the best pizza in America, I'm pretty sure, uh, when he was in his shop on Girard. But, okay, that's an awesome story. So Pizza John just starts to begin. Is that when it got its name? Or are you just starting to get no, into it, the it, pizza? How it, did it get its name? It definitely hadn't hadn't begun yet. Um, at that point, I, again, like I said, buying every book I could, Tony Jamali's, you know, Pizza Bible, reading, doing everything. Um, and then I actually ended up, I got my first rock box, um, which was, again, another point of contention with my lovely wife. Uh, we had just purchased our house out in Lafayette Hill. Uh, we were trying to get the kids in a better school district and she literally had said to me two weeks before uh we were you know we just just closed she said whatever you do do not buy a pizza oven i said okay no big deal i happened to see a pizza oven that was used it was a used rock box on ebay i was going to save like 200 dollars. so i was like i gotta buy this pizza oven right how much is a rock box not the not the uh, they're, i think they're right now they're like a 500 to 700 ish something like that, something yeah. Like that? wow yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, uh, an expense mm -hmm. yeah um and i was also originally wanting to buy a large pizza oven for the backyard and i was like all right this thing's portable she can't really get mad at me so i didn't tell her until it actually like arrived <laughs> at the house and i was like all right babe i gotta tell you something and she goes she literally looked at me dead in the eye and she goes i swear to god if you bought a pizza oven and i was like uh but it was a really good deal and it did not go over well. I will. She will. She will go on the record and, and, and let you know. I was in the doghouse for for a while for this one. Um, but once I had this pizza oven, I really dove into Neapolitan style pizza and tried to learn how to make that. And I went down and took a three day course down at Mario Forni's uh, Pizza University down in uh, it's in Beltsville, Maryland. And that was kind of where I really was like this is something we could kind of I don't know if we knew we could do it on the side but we were started to do it for friends so when we pop up in like a friend's backyard or we, we would be every Sunday for football um, Eagles football uh, of course not Steelers but um, I won't mention anyone upstairs I'm not going to throw her <laughs> under the bus ever but yes <laughs> um, 
so we uh, actually met a brewer at a party we were doing. Uh, it was our friend Leslie's house. And they were like, oh, come down and do it at the brewery. And we were like, oh, we're not really set up for that or anything like that. And they were like, just come, see if you sell a couple pizzas. So we did it. And I think we might have sold like 10 pizzas, something like that. But it was fun. So I kind of said to Anna, I was like, well, you know, we could do this like once a month, whatever. She's like, oh, all right, whatever, if you want. So I started reaching out to some people. And I was like, all right. We, so I booked like two events. I was like, I got to come up with a name. Um, and yeah, I was going back and forth, a couple of different things. And I said to her, I was like, what about Pizza John? She was like, what? what's a John? And I was like, I no, should. not the wife. Uh-huh. What's a John from she, someone from she, Philly? The John's from, she's from North Jersey. Okay. So I, I gave her a little pass, but I still shook my head at her. And I was like, babe, you've been living here since you went to St. Joe's. She was I don't, she was like, she gave me that look. She was like, I don't know what it is. What is a John? And I tried to explain it to her. It's anything. I don't get it. Like, for the listeners because there may be people who aren't from Philly because I have had so I'm not from here so I've adopted that I say it when I'm like trolling or whatnot Mm -hmm. Um, what a John is anything a John is absolutely what is what does that mean so again you know you see a nice girl walking down the street or or guy whatever your preference is and you say look at that John over there and you say oh you could be at your house and you are look you know you need a glass off the counter and you ask somebody can you grab that John for me uh, it literally can be anything. Um, so it's a it's a fiddly thing. It's been around. Some people hate it. Um, I've always thought it was perfect. Um, Philly slang. So she was like, absolutely not. Nobody will like that name. Um, the wife was against Pizza John. One hundred percent. Wow. Okay. Pizza John. It's actually um it's a running theme that we have in our relationship. Anything she says to me isn't going to work or people won't like we're like all right cool we got to do it because it ends up working out uh kind of happened with the gym she's like nobody's going to pay you money to train them and that you know so again i've owned a gym now for going on 15 years um so it's it's funny we talk about that a lot in our relationship where if she turns it down we look at it the next day and go we might have to run with that um so again yeah she hated it i was like can you ask a couple of your girlfriends? She's a couple of girlfriends. She trusts with a lot of stuff. So she, they were like, oh, that's a great name. And she was like shaking her head. Like, oh, of course they agreed with him. Like um, this painting. You can't right. see a painting in my kitchen, but we have a cow, we have a cow painting that uh, Alyssa hates. I <laughs> uh, got I, it from this fa- Nick Fastnack. I uh, find it very, very amusing. Actually. Thank you. That's yeah. him actually because he loves chocolate milk. So oh, that, yeah. was, that was his vision of him pouring chocolate in the milk. But same story. So the wife right. hated the name. You kind of are hacking the system. Anything she says yep. seems to be the opposite that's working. So mm-hmm. she's actually helping you even though she's... She's helping me. But in, and it's, like, like I said, all that stuff's worked out. So Sweet. And that's what got you to present day. But uh, before we run away from, from a couple of things I wanted to come back to, just to give a summary of what you were saying before... We started Jobadia. Well, we started Frozen Dough. We started, then we went on to Jobadia. Um, something I mentioned with one of our first guests on the show, Davide Obsession Pizza, is for pizza makers, you can, there's, it's an endless way of knowledge. You're mm-hmm. always evolving, oh, and, and you can get knowledge from a- anywhere. Exactly. Endless routes to, to, to get all the knowledge you can. You, you mentioned books and classes. What are some books? And what and, and, um, so, and what yeah, was the class? Yeah, my first book was um, Tony Giamani's um, Pizza Bible. Um, I would, you know, I'd say that's if you're a home pizza maker, which that's what I was. I would. It's a book everybody should have if you want to make your own dough. It, it breaks down many different styles. He's been a you know world champion. Um, he was the first guy to win an award over in Naples. It was actually if you 
he tells a story very funny. I've, I've worked with him personally. Um, he actually had to have like armed security take him out of the pizza like event because people were so mad that Amer- an American won the. Oh event no way! Okay, there. that's an interesting story. Um, so you know he, he has his own controversies and stuff, but he, he again another guy. That's one thing I found about the pizza um, business as a whole, or pizza chefs, or pizza Iola. Um, everybody's very gracious. Um, everybody can read a recipe about dough um, until you get your hands in it and you work with it it's really hard and it takes time to really learn um, how to make a proper dough. Like I could give my recipe to anybody and, and many pizza chefs have given me a dough recipe and I, it, it, the fact that you're going to take those numbers and you're going to be able to make what the, what they're putting out, the right. product they're putting out, chances are pretty slim. The hands matter, correct. right? So right. you like you said, you could tell me all your secrets, yep. but it doesn't matter. That's just it, not how it goes. It, it's you got to work with it. Um, and I tell everybody in the beginning, don't use a mixer. That's a big thing that I started. I did everything by hand until we got to the production level we're at now. Um, and I still know some places that do super high volume and don't use mixers. Um, I think knowing dough and knowing, like, being able to touch a dough and knowing if it's ready and, and knowing, being able to feel gluten structure is arguably for me one of the most important things if you want to learn how to make proper pizza you should know i should be able to put five doughs out in front of you and you could tell me by touching them which ones are ready to you know ready to go which ones are underproofed it, it's just invaluable i think to be able to get your hands in it is it more work yes obviously you using a mixer it's easier does does some of the work for you but I, I think if anybody out there who's trying to learn for themselves or become a home pizza chef or wants to get into it you got to spend time only working with your hands i want to talk more about the class that you mentioned before as well because that i, I just pinpointed mentally that's when i started following right. along yep. um before that garage pop-up uh, in fishtown um what was the class? You had like a three-day class. Yes, it was. Uh, it was Pizza University. Um, uh, out of it's actually out of the Mario Forney office, which is one of the large, um, largest um, wood fire. They make all kinds of other stuff now too, but uh, wood fires like pizza ovens that you're going to see in this country. Um, two great guys again from Italy that you know came over here have a passion for the industry um, and they, they, they put out an amazing product. Um, so they started, they realized that there was too many pizza shops opening where people didn't have what they considered and what, you know, looking out now that I would consider proper training. Somebody's like, oh, I'm going to go buy a bag of flour and I can make pizza. Again, you know, pizza on the, on the baseline is very easy. Flour, water, salt, some form of yeast, you know, whether you're doing a natural fermentation or they're using instant yeast or cakey, whatever it is. There's some form of, there's something that's going to activate it. But taking those four ingredients and making a good pie, there's there's a lot in between there. So you know you have your local pizza shops that open up on every corner, and they're you know they're putting out a trash product. Not I, I hate to say trash, but they're putting out something that doesn't actually have character might be the word too correct right um, you know if, if that pizza shop that you go to and i know people in this day and age hate pizza shops that run out of pizza or sell out or whatever if your pizza shop is probably not selling out it's because and they're doing high volume that means they're putting so much yeast in there and they're making that dough like four hours ago the dough that was made four hours ago is it's just going to be it's it's 
bread like that has no flavor you know what i mean like we can all name a bunch of people off the right. top of our head in in this great city which uh-huh. also has amazing pizza so yep. we're not gonna say shit but uh i can name three off the top of my head right. and i didn't know anything about it before i started getting with you guys and, and like having a pizza crew but yeah that's um, i mean like time time for pizza and develop and flavor development is actually one of the most important things we can talk about it if you want because uh, yeah go ahead talk about it. tell us tell I mean, us about fermentation everything right. anything that comes to the top of your head about I mean, that. the majority of our pizzas are are 40 or 48 hour fermentation so um again for those that aren't that familiar that that's how long we're letting the pizza kind of get to its peak if you will um again i'm using very i use cake yeast for most of our pies um I use very little, so the longer fermentation time, I need less yeast. If I needed a dough to be ready in four hours, and we're making, let's say, a batch of 100 doughs, um, I might have to put in there like 20 grams of yeast. Well, that same batch of 100 doughs, if I need it in two days, I might only put a gram of yeast in there. So I need the time, and with that time, I'm going to get better flavor development there's going to be and then the other thing about it that's i find super important is i know everybody's eating like one or two slices of whatever we want to call it greasy college pizza and you feel like garbage right you're weighed down that longer fermentation process a lot of the sugars get eaten out of the flour which makes digestion of the food a lot easier so where i always say you can you can eat a whole one of my pies and not even you can be like all right let's go work out nothing right, happens right. exactly and again go over to Italy where why don't they have why doesn't everybody over there have gluten intolerances why like why can they eat bread and stuff like that all day long and not have these things it's because they're doing it the old school way the way it was you know kind of meant to be done and you process it better it just it's it's fact. It's like, it's better. Some of my fa- well, all of my favorite pizzerias are over forty eight out uh, forty eight uh, hours. Yep. You know what I mean, and that's the thing. So mm-hmm. over forty eight hours, um, you may get flatter, right or wrong. You can go like over seventy two hours, it starts to get flatten out or what. It, it, I mean, it, that all also depends on the process. Sure. Yeah. Like I mean, if you're going one, if you're cold fermenting, um, so you can you can you can retard the fermentation process more, so you can stretch it out longer. I do a lot of room ferment just because of our you know we're on the as of right now we're mobile or we're on the road i don't have this i don't have the refrigerator space to store 150 doughs right? right so we i do i do my process through uh like a room temp or ambient um fermentation so for me i you know if i start pushing past 48 hours it's a, it's a little long for me for for our process but if i was you know if i was doing cold fermentation 72 would be no problem right awesome yeah and i could attest you eat your pie, which is would you, you would consider a personal pie? Mm-hmm. Consider a personal pie. Um, it's perfect size, first off. Um, so just picture your regular plate, um, and you eat it, and nothing happens. Which right. all the times I've had it, it's either you have this rock or sludge sitting inside you, right. or you go with someone who cares about quality and who has a longer fermentation period and, and it digests. Speaking of fermentation period, or not, you said Neapolitan wood fired or wood fired before yes correct that's not what you do now that is not i mean we where did you come from yep i don't want to cut that off i just where did you come from and where are you now i want to hear the whole story of that too so deep so again we started with that single rock box and again that thing gets 900 950 so i was doing a very straight neapolitan style dough um, I was using Melodigiano flour. Um, it's it's very it's actually hard to get. I had a, a, a small Italian importer that was getting it for me. 
um, I was putting out, but I, I felt like it was a very nice Neapolitan pizza. The one year I actually went down, I enjoyed, I went to the AC uh, Pizza Expo, um, and I just did a very classic uh, marinara um, pie. No cheese, um, shaved garlic, Sicilian oregano. And I was, uh, I think I finished 10th overall off of, of, you know, I think there was 40, maybe 42 pizza, like people that, you know, all have shops right. and everything. And I, with that dough at that stage of my career, if you will, that was two and a half years ago now, I took, I took 10th place um, with that dough that I was using. There, right. Awesome. Uh, which and I, I was actually it. pretty proud of. Um, that was to, a great product. That was good. And that was, uh, that was shortly after the class, right? Correct. Yep. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. So it was yep. fantastic. Light as well, yep. light, airy. That that's what, and again, that's what I was looking for. So, so now, what is it now? So now, Neapol what we're doing is what I would call a, a hybrid Neapolitan, um, for two reasons. Um, as we were growing and we were getting bigger, um, we were finding that a lot of people don't know what a classic Neapolitan pizza is. So somebody who's used to, you know, your corner shop and it being, you know, or like what I guess we would call a New York style pizza. Um, again, which I use that term loosely because, as we all know, we're going to go to New York and you're going to go to, you know, you want to go to Scars or, or the industry or, and get like a real quality slice versus if you want to go to some some of the other New York shops. And again, there's there's a big gap between what some of the places are doing and what other places are doing. But we were finding that people didn't understand the Neapolitan totally. They wanted a little more crunch on their pizza, if you want to call it crunch, or they want a little more crust um they didn't want it as airy um so i started playing around with mixing um a high gluten flour um king arthur sir lancelot and then with my um double zero italian flour that i was getting and cooking at a little bit lower temperature cooking at like 700 725 um which was a challenge in the rock box because regulating that was a little tough um and at that point we had three rock boxes we were doing a pretty good, we were, we were, I don't know if I'd say crushing, but we were doing well in the um, local brewery circuit. We, we were booked if we wanted to, if we wanted to take a Friday or Saturday off, we could, but the, the breweries were all reaching out to us, and what was happening is we were, when we started, we needed the breweries, and I, at one point it became where the breweries wanted us, because we were bringing in 30, 40 people that were following us to, the, to a brewery that they had never been to. They were actually coming to the brewery for us where before people were going to the brewery and they were just eating whatever food happened to be right and i'm an example of that ball um, birds right um garage even when, yep. even though we go out of there at night right. but yeah so yep. um so at that point um we were also getting a lot more requests for you know private events we we're doing a bunch of private events but the problem with the rock box is it basically has to be used outside or in a large like warehouse space because it does put off co2 so you can't do it in a small or indoor venue so I went out and I bought my first Breville pizzaiola oven, um, which kind of can cook, that can cook inside anywhere, runs on electric, and that'll get up to 750, but you can also cook it lower, and that, ha that I can actually fully regulate the temperature I want to cook at. Okay. So once, once I got that, that's when I really started ramping up the kind of hybrid style, and again, that people I felt like that, I hate to say, don't know pizza, um, are more familiar with your corner, you know, your corner shop that's, like I said, just kind of slapping some cheese right. and sauce on a... On a and that's what it tastes like, just slapping some cheese right. and sauce on some kind of uh -huh. crust-ish um, dough. 
were like blown away by this, but it, it I felt like it reminded them more of what they were used to or what they grew up with versus what the Neapolitan, the people, a lot of people, the Neapolitan pie was just foreign to them. So that kind of really started taking off. So I really started, then I, that was like, I'm die, really trying to start dialing in. All right, well, playing, all right, well, do I want to go 60-40? Do I want to go 70-30 and, and bebopping around with... And what do you mean by that? Maybe even some, uh, some may not know. Yep. So like, do I want to do 70% of the high gluten King Arthur flour and 30% of the double zero Melanchagana um, and back and forth. So I, I, again, until this day, I'm still tweaking. And that's one thing that... And I think if you talk to any pizza chef, they're always making small little changes with stuff. Because one, you have to because of weather, um, temperature conditions. And what does that do? There's um, a different weather messes with the yep. dough and whatnot. So the different humidities. Um, again, everything should be quote-unquote temperature control. When you're mixing dough, you should know what the temperature of the dough is or what you're looking for. Um, a lot of places would never take a temperature of their dough. If a dough gets too hot... Um, it almost actually starts to like by if you were mixing it too hard, it would actually start to kind of almost cook the dough. Um, not cook like that you would think it's going to be like in an cooked. oven cook, right. but yeah. But it, you know, it you're changing the molecular structure of it. You know, what I mean, again, pizza is baking, and anybody who is hardcore into baking knows baking is science, right? So we it, it gets broken down to your numbers need to be pretty precise. But if you're, you know, if I'm I'm doing room temp fermentation, if it's 90 degrees and 100% humidity out, that's going to change my, so my numbers may have to change because there's more water in the air. So I may drop my hydration down a little bit. And again, hydration is just, um, in, in baker's terms, if I was going to do 100% flour, so if I was going to put 1,000 grams of flour into a dough mix and I wanted to go 70% hydration on it, I'm putting 700 grams of water. Right. So 700 grams of water is my base. Um, now with some of these crazy flowers out there and, and high um, spiral mixers, you can start getting into the 80, 90, you know. Uh, I've seen some people go over 100% hydration. We just saw someone go 100% uh, today with an Esmach, right? Did he come? Yeah. I didn't see the end of it. Did he, did he finish it? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, I'll still have to go back and watch. But uh, yeah, like, so there's some crazy stuff that can be done out there. But again, you got to know what you're doing. You can't just, again, I could give you the numbers and you're going to take it and it's going to, you're going to think, what happened to it? I'm going to have to ask you like 10 questions. Well, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you test that? You know, so that's one of those things where I say, you know, pizza is, it is always evolving. So there's a lot that goes into it. So again, those places that it's just thrown in flour, water, salt, yeast, and whatever comes out, that's what they're giving you. That's where you know you're, you know, there's no actual love in the product. The places that are putting out something that really stands on its own and makes you want to go back most likely they're putting some real passion into what's going on in the dough process. I mean, we can all, I can, everybody can buy the best cheese in the world, the best tomatoes. Like we all have access to that. It's the dough. It's the vessel that you're putting those cheese and tomatoes or whatever your favorite style pizza or topping on pizza. It's, it's that vessel, which is the dough that makes it an amazing pizza. Right. So, and anyone who really appreciates pizza, everyone may love pizza. But someone like you, it's all about the dough, like you mentioned before. Um, yeah, so I can attest all the different stages so far since I met you a couple of years ago of how your dough has changed drastically. Yep. Right, from Neapolitan style to, like you said, as a hybrid, but I would consider it like a New York style pizza. Mm -hmm. um, why? Why did, you, why did you decide to go move more, more toward 
New York style because I can say why I would if I was a pizza guy because that's kind of like what's what's in you exactly. know what I mean yeah. kind of I don't know if that's well, coming off wrong but that's no, kind of no. like like agree. New York's the light skinny you know what I mean and yep. then you have fun with it and 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 still go on with your day yep. but no, I would 100% agree I think it was I think it was just where we were at in life in general with the business growing and, and again um, I think I was, I was starting to allude to this with more you know people wanting us to pop up in their house or all right cool it's backyard but we always have to say if it rains we're screwed has to be a, a rain contingency. Oh, we don't have a garage. All right, well, then we'd have to cancel the event. So once I had that first Breville, we took it again to a friend's house, did an event, went great. Everybody everybody loved everything. And I was like, you know, I could probably get a second one of these and, and we could take these to the breweries. And I think it would be, we're not worrying about, you know, a lot of times we set up outside of brewery and they might might let us set up right you know right in their garage door or whatever, but it's it's windy right. So now my fl- my flyers blowing out. There were so many issues going on. So for us, I think it was almost um, a convenience factor in, in in being able to put out a more consistent product with the Brevels um, and knowing that I was never going to have a weather issue. I was never going to have this issue. And then once I knew I could dial, and once I had gotten the dough that I liked dialed in for the Breville, it was almost a no brainer. So I got a second one. We started, again, business started picking up. We got a third one, and that's kind of where we've been rocking lately with three Brevels. Um, and, you know, I, like I said, I have the, the roundo um, pretty much, I think, dialed in. Um, obviously, again, I, as I said, I always make small tweaks. Um, I, I'm always testing, trying out different things. But what I'm putting out for everybody else is, is pretty much the, what the formula has been for the last few months. Uh, but obviously, we're also doing our squares as well, which is a completely different. That's we a might be able to get into that a little bit later because all I see, different animal. Yeah. All I see at Pizza John, at Pizza John, at Pizza John squares all over the place. Everyone yeah. wants these grandmas and stuff from yeah. you. Um, for people who may not know, you mentioned two ovens, or people who may want to start. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're like, I want to do something portable or have something for my house. Right. On the internet, all I see is Breville and Rockbox. Yep. Yeah. You said one of the pros of the Breville is electric. Correct. No CO2. And you said you can bring that, you can bring it indoors or whatnot mm-hmm. and do whatever and not have to worry about that emitting CO2. Um, aside from that, for like overall product, is there a difference? Would you recommend one over the other besides like being right. able to take it inside, like for the pizza? Is there one better than the other? I might be messing up potential sponsorship deals. So. No, no. I, I mean, I. There's um there's also the other I've never used it personally but I know that um, uni a lot of people that come to it say oh I got an uni because the uni was cheaper than the Rockbox a lot of people bought the uni I've heard great things about that it's very similar to the Rockbox runs on propane um, so same pros and cons I can't give it a full review because I've never cooked on one um, but I think for your home pizza chef I would have to go with the Breville. Now, the problem is the Breville is more expensive, um, but I mean, again, it, it's the size of a pretty much a normal toaster oven. So if you have a, not a not a toaster, but a toaster oven, if you have that sitting on your counter, you know how much space that's going to take up. So you ask your, you know, make sure you clear it with your significant other <laughs> before you buy it. Or right, th- before you buy <laughs> three of them. Correct. We saw how that worked out. Right. Um, again, I got lucky, but, you know, she, she was still mad, I'm telling you. Um, but, again, you know, if I if I go to start making dough and then all of a sudden I didn't check the weather and it rains and I got this dough ready to make, it, it, 
you know, you're like, oh, crap, I got my rock box outside. I like having the ease of being able to cook indoors. And again, I think most people when they're starting are looking for more of a New York style dough. So that that's really hard to do in the rock box just because it at its lowest flame setting, it's still gonna get super hot in there. Right, so, so when you have a Breville, what's like 750 or whatever, a seven, seven, what, what did you mention seven, before? 750 is the top, which I wouldn't, most New Yorks cook at six. Right, and you, you're able to fluctuate and Correct. come way down on a Breville, yeah. Exactly. Okay. There's a, there's a um, what they call hack mode on there where you can fully customize it, which is kind of what we'll use. Um, but for your normal home chef, they literally have five spots on there where it says Neapolitan, like it says wood fire pizza, it says New York pizza, it says pan pizza. Oh, so no like way. I've never seen it, one in person, so, to be honest. Right, so. so they make it really easy. If you want to, you know, really dial and play with stuff, there's a way you can hack it, um, which, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody right off the bat. But just, you know, if you're going to make New York dough, literally turn it to New York pizza. Right. And like wow. It sets it at that temperature. Um, I want to I loop back around. Because I just figured, I just found this out today of an article that I already knew about that we that we talked about, Michael Klein for the Insider. Um, because you've probably seen this since like December-ish, I started getting in with Pizza Jew. Yeah. What's your relationship with Pizza Jew? Because when I saw that, or I misread yeah. it or what, I was like, whoa. I was like, oh, I didn't know he knew him. It's funny. He was one of the guys that got me on to the, um, the rock box. Uh, that's where I... I was I hadn't had one yet, and I was following him. I've never met him. Great, uh, he I've reached out to him a couple of times uh, via Instagram. Got back to me. Um, never actually met him. Definitely need to get to his new spot. Um, but he basically was the one who inspired me. He was doing what we started doing in the basically over the Jersey Shore. He was popping up in people's backyards, garages, bringing his Breville, or excuse me, his uh, rock box, and he was putting out amazing looking Neapolitan pizzas. So he was actually my real inspiration for knowing that like this is something that's doable and you know and obviously like you know replicatable like you know like every time he pops up he's sold out and you know everybody looks like they're happy i was like you know that that was kind of what we aspired to do like when we started with the rock box right so i said that because i then did research after i realized i misread the article or didn't understand the connection between you two because i just dm'd him i was like because he did a video and showed his rock box yep. it was on the ground obviously he's not using it uh -huh. he's like yeah i just did twenty thousand pies out of that he's like right. no nah, just kidding maybe four thousand pies but uh his little lime green rock box so yeah. i figured i'd ask what the connection between that and speaking of connections um we mentioned you're doing square pies what's the connection between you doing square pies and your friendship with dan gutter or pizza gut yep um, so, very similar to what kind of happened with Padilla, when Gut was started to take off, um, I was one of the people that were trying to get on his Slotted, which is where I, we use Slotted to this day, and I got literally that from, from, from Daniel. Um, Slotted the website, right? Correct, how you would, like, purchase our pizzas. We go, oh, we put a Slotted link up, right now we're doing it a week ahead of time, it goes up at 8 o'clock, it's been selling out in under five minutes, um, and we've been averaging, and I know people get mad. Um, we get emails. My my, lovely, my amazing wife handles all the emails. I would not be good with that. People, I went on there and I, I tried to fill it out, and it kicked me off, and blah blah blah. And you know, she works with everybody. We can only make so many pizzas. I mean, we're right right now. We're averaging on Wednesdays and Fridays. We're averaging like 175 pies um, that we're that we're rocking out. Like right. We really we just can't really do much more volume than that. So if you don't get in, we apologize. 
Not to mention, 175 is crazy. Not to cut this right. off. Isn't 200 like the standard, gold standard of like a pizza shop? Right. And again, we're doing this, like I said, with these three Brevels. And like right. right now with quarantine, we're, you know, we're implementing our home oven as well. But I mean, it's, again, it's me and my wife. Right. Know, like, Two people. Right, That's it. Like, we're not, yeah. We're not a full, we're not a full open shop. Like, so yeah, we're putting out what, you know, some shops are putting out. So it's like, we're, you know, we're pumping pretty hard. Um, we would love to do more if we could. But um, back to, you know, uh, Pizza Gut. So I was I was religiously trying to get on his slot. I finally got in a couple of times. Same thing I did with Badia. Again, some people might say I'm annoying. I, 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 I went and picked up some random person's house. Luckily, it's funny, we found out the guy that was helping him was, like, best friends with a guy that worked out at my gym. The gym kind of always brings stuff back. but And then, you know, he's like, oh, cool. I'd ask him questions. Boom. He was always, Daniel, Daniel was always, I, I hit him up a lot. Like you can ask him, you know, if you ever talk to him, he'll be like, yeah, they, you know, they reached out a lot. Right. Um, but he always got back to me, um, always answered my questions. Then he did a classic cook. Um, cooks like a little. Um, I would call it like a test kitchen-ish yeah, so, kind of. Yeah, test kitchen down the city, and they always have great chefs in there, and they do. So I, I took his cook class. We hung out that night, and kind of afterwards, I you know I popped stuff off off his brain, and then I started playing around with the Detroit style, um, completely different style pizza, uh, higher hydration than we normally do. Uh, it's a pan pizza. Um, those that don't really know, I'll give you a quick rundown. Detroit um, style basically came out of Detroit. Um, most people don't know, like technically, Little Caesars is a Detroit pizza. Um, My mind's blown. Go on. I mean, no, I had no that. idea, dude. Yeah, no. like, if you think about it, it's tech. It, I mean, it's a crappy cheese crust, right. but it has a yeah, cheese yeah. crust. On yeah, the side. it does. You're right. So, and Little Caesars is based out of Detroit. Um, what happened was there was a guy basically looking to, or the story goes, there was a guy looking to make a Sicilian pie. Couldn't find a Sicilian pan, so he used one of the Detroit pans from the car factories where they would like wash high pressure wash like the nuts and bolts in. So they put like stuff they needed to wash and send it to like this crazy washer. He took that pan, put the dough in it, put the cheese on it. And he found that the cheese ran down the side, made that like that that, that awesome, little edge, awesome yeah. edge cheese crust, and that's kind of how that it was kind of born. Or that's the that's the lore behind it. Before you know, buddies and the main shops took off. Um, so I just started playing around with that, and you know, it's a. It's a great pie itself. It's completely different. So it depends on what you're, you know, what you're into, what you're looking for. But I know, like the, especially for Instagram and stuff, it's it's a it's a pretty pie. To, it's a nice look. It's a right? good look. It's a good look. Yeah. Um, so we started playing around with that, and same thing. I I dove into that. Different tests, different hydrations. You know, par baked versus not par baked. Uh, what par baked means is basically, you know, I would cook the dough in the pan with no, no toppings on it, let it rest, and then top it. Um, there's pros and cons to doing both. Um, most of the shops in Detroit do not par-bake. There are some that do, and now now that Detroit's like an actual style, and if you go around the country, there's it's probably split 50-50, the shops that do par-bake versus the ones that don't. Again, like I said, there's pros and cons both way. Some would say it might make a more consistent product. Others would say it might not you know you may not get the full cheese crust that you would where if it was you know not par baked but that's it, it, here or there if you will. it depends yep. yeah depends on the person making it all right so yeah what something else that we should talk about so we have a square you have your new york-ish hybrid style yep 
you also have a grandma. Got the grandma. What's the difference between a grandma and a Detroit for people who may not know? And why is you? A couple things. And why is your grandma sweeping the nation? And why does it have seated bottom? Okay. Um, so uh, Detroit again, as I said, is cooking the Detroit steel. It has the cheese crust. A grandma is what most people would more consider a Sicilian pot. Uh, there's a couple differences between a Sicilian, a Sicilian and a grandma. For the most part, it'd be two big things. A Sicilian is normally par-baked, uh, and it's going to be thicker. So there are your, your two main differences. Um, the Sicilian, they'll bake it off. It's going to have a, it's going to have a thicker, dense, maybe not denser again. That's going to depend on who's making it. Um, good, good, good pizza chefs. Um, Chris Decker comes to mind. He's a guy out in uh, Las Vegas. His Sicilian pie, it looks like it probably weighs like a brick. You eat it, it's light. Or you just light. pick it up. Right. When I picked right. it up, because right. I just recently went, I picked it up, I was like, oh, right. not like what you, it looks like. Right. You look at that thing, and then you pick, you're like, oh, my, yeah. oh my lord. Now, that's a, Chris Decker's a guy who puts a lot of love and time into his pies. Um, but so the grandma's usually thinner, and it's not perfect. So grandma's going to be, you know, kind of, Again, where the lore comes from, it's just basically what your Italian grandma would have been making when she got dough around. She would put some stuff on it, throw it in the oven. Um, so that's going to be a thinner than, you know, it's going to be thinner than your Sicilian, and it's not going to be par-baked. And usually, usually a grandma's going to have sauce on top of the cheese. So the cheese is going to go down first, and then you're kind of going to dollop some sauce on top. Um, the sesame seed bottom. So that's something that... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now off the top of my head. Oh, I, I believe the original shop that did it uh, was up in Queens. I think it was Queens or North Queens. Um, for, uh, for, uh, I think it's Freddy's. Um, they, were doing, they, were, they were doing it for a while. Um, and then I know that um, Paulie G, um, who again, another good inspiration of mine, a great guy, uh, did actually a pizza tour, a Sicilian pizza tour with him in Philly, and it was off the charts. The guys, if you've ever, I mean, I know you've talked to him, uh, but if you haven't talked to him, the guys, <laughs> the guys, one of a kind. And Adopted will, grandpa, he, we he call will, them, me and Alyssa. He will crack you up. <laughs> um, he does the Freddie Prince um, out of his um, Pauly G Slice Shop. That was the first time I actually had the sesame seeds same, on the bottom, same. and I was like, "Well, this gives it just this." It's a game changer. Like toasted, like, and I'm, with the amount of oil that I, like goes on like a pan pizza, I was like, "This is, this is perfect." Yeah. Um, so I was like, "I, I was like, I gotta, I gotta put sesame seeds on this grandma." I was yeah, like, so it was, it was a no-brainer. As soon as I've seen your your uh, grandma's come out, I see the sesame seed bottom. I was like, "Oh," because I still haven't had uh, the grandma yet, which may change. I, uh, quick intermission because you were doing changed. a pop up. At Lucky's Last Chance in Mania? Yes. We Just are not doing listening. the grandma, though. We're putting it on the Detroit. Um, All right. Yeah. So, okay, but on we'll, the Detroit. We're still going to change that. We're yeah. still going to change I'm that gonna, I'm going to swing by and get, yeah. get, some, get some grandma. That's one of these slots come up. So, okay, so... There's your three style of pizzas. There's where they all came from. The inspiration, the connections to different people, amongst many others yeah. that we can probably talk about for hours. Um, something you were saying before is slotted. We need to know how you get these pizzas. Right. You you briefed over it, but it may be confusing to some, like you said, especially when someone as in demand as you, when you put that link out, whichever it may be, a week before the actual date or whatever, people right. may be taken by surprise or might not see it. How do you go about even getting your pizza? Correct. So the way we're doing it right now is, as of right now, um, with the quarantine and everything, we're doing the curbside um, pickup. 
um, out of a secret location in Lafayette Hill, um, aka my house. Um, but um, so for Wednesday, the link will go live at 8 p.m. for the next Wednesday. So today's Monday. So this Wednesday, we're already sold out. At 8 p.m. this Wednesday, a link will go live on Slotted. The link is in our bio. It takes you to a link tree with all the links. Um, there's a link on there that explains exactly how to order. But basically what you're going to do is you're going to go in, you're going to click a time slot, and you're going to type your order in as fast as humanly possible. Because what will happen is, slotted allows, for whatever reason, 10 people to click, let's say, 3 o'clock. So if all 10 people click 3 o'clock, whoever completes their order first and, hit, and clicks like send, I think it says send, or enter, whatever it is, yeah. at the end, they get the slot. So those of you that have been upset before, we're like, well, I was writing my order, and then I hit, you know, enter, and it kicked me out. That's because somebody else was in there, and they, you know, they entered faster than you. So people that reach out, what I recommend is that you know what your order is, and you use uh, shorthand. Uh, so, you know, you write, uh, you know, P-E-P for pep. Don't write spicy pepperoni out, because that's going to take more time. Uh, write, you know, Again, know what your order is going to be, and we'll figure it out on the back end. Or you can always email us afterwards. Be like, I wrote eight letters and hit enter, and you know this is what those eight letters meant. That's always a possibility. I've told many people that you could literally go in and type it like a dot, one thing, and hit enter, and then email us. And that, you know, that's that's a secret tip. All right, so if everybody does that, then we're screwed. But. Um, and my wife's probably gonna kill me if everybody's emailing. Yeah, see now, depending on who gets out this, she's gonna be like, "Where are all these dots? One uh, dot, two dude, dot, three I'm dots? Like, it's gonna look like braille." I'm like, I don't know where this came from, babe. They just, you know, they just, you know, caught on. Um, but that's your goal. Your goal is to get it as quick as possible. Like I said, I, I we feel bad, but they ha it has been selling out in under five minutes. Um, but again, I mean, we're we're doing the, the most volume we can, you know, we can produce. And I also don't want to drop quality either. Like I'm not gonna be. Again, changing stuff up to try to cut a couple, you know, minutes off a of pie or something like that. I'm just not, I'm not, you know, I'm not willing to do that either. So, right. Overall, it's extremely simple. It takes one right. second. Yep. But he's not lying when I went from writing pancakes and protein shakes down to pancakes mm -hmm. down to p dot yep. <laughs> to get that pizza because it seems to be like everyone always rallies behind these pop-ups obviously because yep. there's amazing quality or like these hard to get slotted mm -hmm. like for example like abadia gut you anyone who has that kind of process of ordering um philly has their back that's yeah. the only place i really even follow it around there i right. see some pop-ups in new york city but i feel like you get engulfed there here right. i feel like especially with your following right. your following is a bunch of loyal people and i've seen it in multiple gyms at multiple events that you're doing the people who come are like your family um like f not physical family but they are your family you know and, and that's one of the things that i i think just the way i grew up and everything but also you know with the gym like the gym's always been for me like if, if you're gonna if I'm gonna work with you, I want you to be like a family. You know, I want you to be somebody like, obviously, my members of the gym, I, I've got people that I've been training for 10 years. Um, you know, they are family to me. You know, I can, we, like, I was talking to you about this earlier, like we do a Friendsgiving every year. We, we literally have 80 plus people over our house and we, 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 we cook, my wife cooks amazing turkey and everybody brings potluck and we just sit around and, you know, you know talk about the past. And a lot of those 80 people, are people that have moved and they come back for Friendsgiving. Like, they don't even go to the gym anymore because they moved out of the area. They come to Friendsgiving every year. Right, um, covering a um, big amount of ground, right? Because right. you're kind of in, uh, in the suburbs and then yep. they move opposite 
I don't know and their that's, specifics. And that's how we. That's how I feel about the pizza. Um, I, you know, my my wife's really good. It's funny. I just heard her on the phone the other day, talking to somebody who, because of the COVID and everything, like we're not we're getting a lot of loyal followers that we're not really connecting with and meeting. Um, and you know, somebody called her and was like, "Hey." four of my friends that we've been doing a virtual pizza party with which i think is pretty cool these people have been all getting our pizza they're all out in like the i think they're out in like berwin or something so they're driving half hour to get it and then they're all going back home getting on getting on a zoom call and eating the pizza together right. um and this one lady hadn't been part of it and she's and i said oh well how'd you find out about the pizza she's like oh well this person this person she, uh, she's like oh they're all regulars she's like i feel bad like my anna said this she, to the lady on the phone she goes i feel bad it's like I know these people because I've emailed them and I've talked to them, but I've never met them. Normally, I'm going to meet you at the pop-up and we're going to talk, we're going to hang out. And, like, we miss that part. So, like, we can't wait to get out of this so we can start going back and socializing with our, you know, family or our customers. When we get out of this, um, you don't have to say too much. But some things were in the work before this. When we get out of this... What do you have on the horizon for Pizza John? For you and the wife, for the family, what what's what's next for for this pizza army that you have going on? So there was, you know, there was a couple things in the works, um, and you know, with everything, I think, I think the things that were in the works before were, we weren't really sure. There were there was talks. There was this might work. This could work. Um, now with. The amount of momentum we have, the amount of, you know, like I said, people can't get the pizza. Um, there's more, th- I'll put it this way, there's more things in the works. Um, I think people will be, uh, when this is over, I think people will be excited for what's on the horizon. I think I might have just got chills. I'm excited to see what's on the horizon. It's not as if, so everyone's goal, you know, would be to have a storefront. Maybe. Right. right based off of convenience, based off of maybe they want to shop separate from the house or mm-hmm. like you don't want to be driving around to these pop-ups. You're doing fine right. with no storefront. Um, so whatever's going to be coming from you is going to be fantastic. Uh, I can't wait to see. We already blew our minds this morning with the pop-up at Lucky's Last Chance in okay. Mania. Yeah, very excited for that. Chris, um, uh, Chris has been a... Those that, I don't know, you know that many people. They should know. Chris is always around. He's been a good buddy of mine. Uh since way back in the day, it's funny. I actually, uh, he was my GM at Tonic, which was the, which was one of the businesses that's where Lucky's Last Chance, uh, Phil Armanion is right now. Uh, I was a bartender slash bar manager there, and uh, he put up with my antics back in the day. Um, but I've known him for a long time, so he's been a good buddy of mine, and we're we're both pretty pumped uh, about this pop up. So I'm pretty sure tonight's will sell out pretty quickly. Um, but, uh, I think it's going to be, uh, so, you know, depending on when this airs, I, I ever, those that don't get in on this first one, it's probably going to be a regular thing for a little while. That's so. juicy details. Yeah. A regular thing. You find Pizza John at, at Mania popping up. Um, like the olden days, I guess. Right. Or like the nowadays, yeah. Three Birds Brewing Mania. Mm-hmm. That's where you also pop up. What are some of the breweries that you pop up? Triple Bottoms Brewing. What town is that in? It's a little um, so further we've away. Done, our main ones were Ball Birds, um, their Maniac location and their Audubon location. Um, Blueprint Brewing up in Audubon was actually, so there's a, they were probably our tipping point of when we knew this was something we we're gonna do full time as a business. Um, we were actually at a, um, what the heck was, it was a home show. Um, 
and we were set up next to Barba Louie Barbecue. Uh, great guy, uh, him and his wife. Uh, they just had a kid, um, and we kind of hung out with them all day. The home show was a little slow. We had we brought. They told us it was gonna be slam, so we I think we brought like a hundred pies. Um, for us, that was slam back then. Um, I think we might have sold thirty. Um, Barbara Louie packed up, and we were driving home, and he hit me up, and he was like, "Oh, like I know you had extra pies." He's like, um, "Blueprint Brewing just called us. They were supposed to have Wahlburgers out today, and they got all these people there, and Wahlburgers canceled on them." And I was like, uh, I mean, I have all the stuff. I was like, sure, I'll go over there. So we rolled over there. Never met anybody from the brewery or anything. It was just kind of like, they need somebody. They got all this huge crowd for Wahlburgers. We pulled up, didn't, couldn't even get the truck unloaded. People were lining up. I was like, Anna, I'll unload everything. Just take orders. We were sold out there in about 10 minutes. Um, and hadn't even, I hadn't even had anything set up yet. Everybody that was there just ordered. We were like, all right, cool, we're done. Uh, and then we just cooked pizza for the next hour, and then we were out of there. Um, and then we became a regular um, at Blueprint. So Blueprint was definitely, when we were like, oh, my God, we just did crazy volume. And everybody seemed happy, and the people that didn't get it were upset, and blah, blah, blah. They are like, all right, can you come back like all the time? So that was like our first real regular spot that you know we started rocking out at was Blueprint. Um, Imprint's another big one that we've done some crazy events with. Um, they do some insane beers there. Uh, they always have a line out the door when they open up. Where's Imprint? Imprint is, I guess it's technically, it's a good question. I should know this. I don't know. I just, I just, I just know how to get there. 20, 30 minutes away-ish? Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, it's from my house, It's I think it's 15 minutes. Is so, it? Okay. so from the city, it's probably 30, 35 minutes. Um, I'm trying to think. What's your? You know what? We got that thing called Google. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Why we're doing that? You're doing all these pop-ups. Okay, you're a busy guy now with all this COVID stuff going on. You're doing it out of your house. Mul- Hat- Hatfield, PA. That's what okay. Hatfield, there you go. Hatfield there you go. for uh, imprint. So you have your oven. You have three Breville onion uh, onions. Three bevel. Uh-huh. Um, Ovens. I think you need a little bit of that cost as well. All right, let's do it. Cheers. There you go, guys. Live. That's better. We yeah, might get to that in a second. We'll get him back on but, track. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now we're we're fueled up. That was the Corona creeping in. You're busy. Okay. You're busy on your own terms too. Like you're yep. in demand everywhere, mm-hmm. all over. Not even just in the center of Phil- uh, the city of Philadelphia. When you're not doing this, where are you eating pizza in Philadelphia? Or where are you eating pizza anywhere? We could talk about Philly and New York City, but when you're not busy, when you're not working, where are you eating pizza? I mean, right now, my I mean, my my number one shop is probably definitely Angelo's. Um, I, it's I don't get a ton of time out, which you know, again, I a lot of people don't know, but I if you follow my stories, you might know a little bit. I, I do run a gym full time as well, so right now. I would love to be eating more pizza because the gym's closed. We've been closed for about a month and a half now. Um, but with running the gym and doing the pizza, I rarely get out to eat at other places. Um, but the one that I, as of right now, have been making my pilgrimage to is I do get down and see Danny off, or as, as often as I can. Right. Um, so that's probably my that's probably my one spot that I've been hitting up. Um, yeah. 
if you're going on one New York City pizza tour, this is your rapid fire. I'm trying to throw yep. you under the bus here. Okay. Where are your three spots that you're going to in New York City then? Off the top of my head, I'm hitting Scars first. Then I'm going to Mama. Well, I'm probably out of order here, depending on how I'm trying. Yeah, like, the map. <laughs> the map, I'm trying to think. Um, now he's thinking. He's like, wait. Darn, now now I need more to I'm get in. No matter what, I'm hitting Scars first. Um, if you haven't been to Scars, the vibe, everything, I'm, I'm hitting Scars. I'm getting... I'm getting a slice. I'm going back, having a drink. I'm coming back up, getting another slice. Right. Go back, sit at the bar, chill. They got they got old school hip hop on. I mean, the best that, music, yeah, the best vibes. That place I mean, is it, a vibe. It's, it, yeah, it's, a, it's its own vibe, and it, that's my that's my first spot. Um, and then I'm either going. I want Mama's. So the way, uh, how about this? The last three times I've been up there, the spots we hit were, and we were up there for some family stuff that happened. Uh, that we had to kind of go up to Queens for um, on my wife's side, but we literally made sure to stop at Scars each time. We stopped at Mama's and we stopped at the industry. Um, so I might, since those are the spots I recently hit, and that's there you go. I that's wanted, probably the safest that's, answer that's, based on circumstances yeah, too. I don't know yeah. what safe means, but you know. Oh I mean. no, I mean other like I, I I will say I I had a really good experience at Lucali when I went. Never you went just, yet. You just can't. You can't stop there. So that's the problem. Right. Like you, you gotta go stand in line, and you know, which I don't. I don't mind when we went. We, I went with a couple of my Philly cop buddies um, that work out at my gym. We took the train up. We went. We got in line at three o'clock. We had a couple of beers in line. And you had. We, you had the like. A, there was a real line at three oh, yeah, o'clock. Yeah, is yeah, it? So yeah. it's as advertised still yeah. to this day. Yep. It's packed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then we didn't get. We didn't. We almost. We weren't the first in line. Uh, I probably lied. We probably got there at three thirty. I wanted to get there at three, right. but we were at a bar, uh, so we were a little late. Um, so we got there at three thirty, and there was already probably twenty people ahead of us. So we, when they took the order or took the reservation, if you will, I think our dinner time was like six thirty. Okay. So right. like we once we put our name in, then we went around town and of we course. came back. We came back, but. Um, he came out. He came out and talked to us. Everything. Like, oh, really? No he, way. He, oh, yeah. Very, he, he was very gracious. Um, he actually like went. He he actually like went on my Instagram because I I gave him a shirt when I went in, and he was like, "Oh, I follow you." And I was like, "Stop! Don't, don't mess with me." He like got his phone out. I was like, "No, really." And I was like, "All right, well, I'm blown away." I was like, "I was like, I don't know how I missed that." Cause right. Probably I pick up with somebody. Of course. You know, yeah. I, we got a little pizza legend yeah, following. One, one yeah. Of my no idols way. Follows me. I was like, how did I miss Mark? Started following me. Um, but yeah, he like hung out at our table, had, had a glass of wine with us, was a very cool guy. Really? Yeah. Damn, that's awesome. Just from a little, yeah. from a little trips. Okay, so that'll be the wild card, then Lucali's good. Yeah. Lucali's a different style, though. That I, that's it's, why it's, I've been hesitant, because... Right. it is its own, I mean, you know, the, the, so I would, con- it's funny, a lot of people don't know about actual Roman Tunda style, so most people know like Rome pizza is more like what Roni would do, like a, like a thicker crust. Mm-hmm. Roman Tunda is actually made... More the way Lucali does. I know he doesn't call it that. Um, where they actually roll, they roll it out really thin, right. and it's like your Neapolitan dough rolled out really thin. And it's funny. That's what it reminded me of. Um, but again, I, I thought it was a very, a very good pizza. Where's your favorite pizza outside of Philadelphia, New York? I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get a scope. I asked Mike's Hot Honey. I asked uh, Davide the same, same questions. Because it requires this kind of thinking, it's hard because we're it's hard. the, I'm the thing. To think of all the random spots I've hit. I mean, obviously my brain goes right to New Haven. Um, we were talking pre-show about New Haven. Yeah, we can go on and on about that too because I have I have a lot of mixed feelings I mean, that people don't agree with about that place. 
Pepe's was good. I think I like Sally's better. Sally's so is me too. So I'm gonna piss some people off, I'm sure. Um, but I think I like Sally's better. Um, I'm trying to think. There's, I've had so many. So this is probably cheating because I've been to the Pizza Expo a couple of times. So Pizza Expo, you get a chef's pizza that he's making like right there. It's right. not even in the shop. I've had some bomb stuff at the Pizza Expo where somebody's just like experimenting with something. I was gonna sneak my way to the Pizza Expo this year. Obviously, not anymore. But that's well, what we, my plan I mean, was. I think I, I'm hoping AC still goes down, so we could go down. AC's together. later in the year. Right? AC's in November. Octo- in oh, October. Okay. So yeah, I'm hoping it's still going down. I think we we can make a little we can make a little trip down there. Yeah. Make a, make a Fast week, trip make and a, a weekend. Yeah, we can weekend. do like, yeah, yeah. See, and we can it's bring. Actually, it's funny. It's actually. I think it's on. A, it's like weird. It's like a Monday, Tuesday. No, they <laughs> always do that. I said, yeah. why do they? Why I said, why do the people in the industry do this? Because they're like it's industry people thing. I'm not in the yeah. restaurant business, obviously. Yeah. They're like it's, it's Tuesday, Wednesday. Nobody's working. Tuesday, right. Wednesday, Thursday. Everyone's yeah. like, yo, come to the expo. I'm like, yeah. I'm working. You yeah, know I what think, I mean? Yeah, I think last year it was a month. I think it was a Monday, Tuesday, something like that. Uh, I just I went down on the train and was you know, have a great time. But. Right. Yeah, a blast. But yo, speaking of a blast, I had a blast talking with you today with my this Clase Azul. Um, we have big things. You have big things on the horizon that I'm excited to see that you don't want to spoil, that 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 people should really be following you at. Where can they find you? What's your social medias? What's your uh, anything yeah. else you want to throw out there? Uh, best, I mean, the best thing is just Pizza John on Instagram, pizza underscore John. Um, I'm really bad with Facebook, so I, I know people hit me up on Facebook facebook messenger i miss it all the time so if you're one of those people please don't be mad at me if you don't have instagram get instagram that's all i can tell you uh, that's where the I, world is in food today I just, anyway i just don't check facebook we i know we have a page I, I gotta i gotta be better about it our website again everything's on the website you know there's the link tree link on there um for the ordering and everything like that but again if you if you really want pizza or you want to stay up with what we're doing instagram's a way to follow us Pizza underscore John. I'll have it in the uh, the bio of this episode. You can, always, dude, you can always email my wife. Uh, that's just gonna be Pizza John at Gmail. She's amazing with getting back to emails, uh, and she'll write you a full story, and she's gonna literally answer all your questions. Or if she can't, she'll give you her phone number and tell you to call. Be like, just call me, and we'll talk, and she'll talk to you. Um, so if you really want quality answers, you could you could call her. Uh, that number is on the website. Perfect, Dave. It's been a pleasure, yo. Oh, man, underscore. In between Pizza John at Pizza underscore John. Yo, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, dude. See you guys.